Hello and welcome to the podcast, The Pocket Stylist. I'm Lisa Tauber. I'm an award-winning personal stylist who's actually been in the business now for 17 years. I specialize in elevating professional women, entrepreneurs, and women in business with their personal brand. These podcasts are about sharing my hints and tips. And along the way, I'm super excited to welcome guests who will be sharing their star stories, their expert advice. And I'm also going to be showcasing some brands that I know you are going to love. So if you're a lady who lacks time, struggles to put an outfit together, wears the same things time and time again, and doesn't want the hassle to find something new when shopping, you will absolutely enjoy this podcast. I really hope you love the podcast, The Pocket Stylist. Hello and welcome to episode 89 of the podcast, The Pocket Stylist. I'm Lisa Talbot. Um, I'm a personal stylist and today I am joined by Natalie Lake, who um, she owns a community for fitness for menopausal women. And I think it's such an important topic at the moment, um, which is why I've got Natalie on the podcast today. Um, So first of all, let's say hello. Hello, Natalie. How are you? Hello, Lisa. Thank you very much for having me today. No, you're more than welcome. And I think, you know, we, you and I have spoken about this previously and the menopause is a massive topic at the moment. You know, wherever I think women turn, whether you're on social media, whether you've got the telly on, whether you've got the radio on, there is a lot being talked about the menopause and a journey that it is, whether it's pre during and post Mm -hmm. and yes we hear an awful lot about things like how HRT helps how you know sage helps how soya helps how everything like that but I think what you're going to talk about today is going to be so beneficial because your community and you are all about fitness and how it can help and support women in their journey, but not only that, how it can help with specific symptoms as well. So just explain again a little bit about your community and then go go into some more detail about the whole fitness side. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, essentially, I, I founded this last year because having entered perimenopause myself, I found the the, the fitness apps that I was using previously – I didn't resonate with me anymore. There were young 20 year olds exercising. They were far fitter than I was. Um, and I didn't felt feel like I looked and felt like them. And I felt I kind of realized there was a bit of a gap that for people that are going, you know, perimenopause and in menopause, that maybe that they felt the same. So I've started this community of fitness classes. So we have three fitness instructors um, that run weekly virtual classes. Um, which includes yoga, Pilates, and then we do sort of high intensity Tabata, like cardio exercises. That's not for the faint hearted, that side. Um, and, and really, we've grown over the last year where you know, we are finding women that in midlife um, that, that want to exercise and look after themselves, because it's that point in life, which is probably the most important, that you do have some form of fitness regime, um, because there's so many benefits for, for it. And I think the, the the narrative in the news at the moment is very much focused on HRT. Yep. Which is, is absolutely not wrong. And there, there needs to be that conversation to be had because for those that need it, there is a massive shortage and it has huge ramifications for them. But what isn't getting a lot of airtime 
is how you can manage your menopause and your symptoms through the right nutrition and exercise. Um, and you know, HRT isn't for everyone, either a personal choice or a, a medical choice. Um, I spoke to a, a client of mine this week who she previously had estrogen positive breast cancer. So she was kicked into the menopause um, as a result of a um, mastectomy, but she couldn't take yeah. HRT because of the estrogen positive side. So she was having to deal with her symptoms in her own way. And, and she was looking for natural methods, yeah. which, you know, for, for her was the absolutely right and sort of only choice. Um, and for others, it might be the choice that they want to take HRT, but also to do a few uh, you know, natural methods through exercise and diet to help manage their symptoms. Because um, it depends on what your symptoms are, that you manage them in different ways. And, you know, what, one thing I would say is you can't stress enough how vital self-care is in this stage. That mm -hmm. self-care has to be part of every day, every woman's weekly schedule and daily if you can. Um, you know, I want it to be achievable. But at this point in our lives, we typically have kids, we have older parents, another client of mine whose mum has dementia, so she's battling with that. And typically, you know, it might be a woman's mindset, but you put yourself last. And that's, you know, really, really dangerous and for your own mental health and your own well-being. So self-care is really important. And that can actually feed into reducing your menopause symptoms as well. Um, it's, yeah. it's really interesting, isn't it, how you say that? Because I think women are great at absorbing everybody else's kind mm. of needs. You know, like you said, whether it's kids, whether it's older parents. Mm. And then suddenly you know, they go, oh, yeah, but I'll be all right. Mm -hmm. But actually, when the menopause kicks in, it throws so many different things at you, whether it's anxiety, whether it's aching muscles, whether it's, you know, the, the heat that travels through your body like a furnace, you know, mm -hmm. all that type of thing. Mm -hmm. So I think today, if we can really try and, you know, from your perspective, give the listeners and those that are watching, you know, on YouTube as well, can give them like kind of even a couple of pointers for, you know, if we, you know, you know, the the kind of people that come to you, what do you do you see? Even mm -hmm. if it's like, you know, look, if you suffer with hot flushes, then, you know, I would recommend this or that. Do you know what I mean? I think it would be lovely to be able today mm -hmm. to give the listeners something to take away because you are you are so right. And even that hour's walk in the fresh air without a phone, without mm -hmm. earphones in, it's a self-care that some ladies find easier, isn't it, than than doing, like you said, the high intensity um, exercise. So can can I ask you, the ladies that you have in your community, yes. if you take, uh, say, one of the symptoms, for example, like like the hot flushes and the and the heat, are there better exercises to do? for that to, to support and help rather than others? Absolutely. So for a lady that's having hot flushes and anxiety, um, I recommend for them to do a, a course of yoga um, exercises and so cooling exercises that calm the body. Um, and there's, you know, there's very different schools of yoga. There's your vinyasa, which is actually quite intense and quite physical. So for the, the hot flushes and anxiety, we're looking at more of a, a yoga nidra or a calming yoga where 
you're moving quite slowly, but you're actually kind of moving your organs, um, which helps reduce that stress and releases the tension. And lots of cooling exercises where you're opening your body up um, and your arms and to release that that heat, as it were, that you hold in your body. That's um, really interesting. You said that you you linked anxiety to the heat yeah. and the exercise that came with it were calmer yeah. exercises and that's really interesting when you hear like an expert like you talk about that it makes sense mm-hmm. it makes sense mm-hmm. because you're absolutely right in what you're saying so yeah that that's a great one yeah I think yoga is a big one and the um and another one for, for anxiety and yoga is not for everyone um but even mindfulness and breath work so I mean there's the calm app which I'm sure many of you know but any kind of breath work where you're purposely calming your breath and breathing slowly and counting in for five breaths and out for five breaths anything like that will help with it with anxiety as well um and then, you know, outside of the exercise, your, your your diet and nutrition impacts your symptoms as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I had one client who she had incredibly kind of bad um, rashes and, and red itchy skin and it was all over her body and it was causing her so much pain. So the, the first thing we sort of addressed was, was not her estrogen levels and anything kind of menopause directly related, but was actually her diet. And, you know, I listed through the thing that the foods that we should avoid to eat later in menopause. So maybe a little known fact is that the older you get and you enter menopause, your body can't deal with histamines as well as they historically have. So it's recommended to reduce histamines in your diet. Now, if you look at where histamines come from, alcohol is a massive one. Red wine in particular is full of histamines. But a load of foods, tomatoes, aubergine, onions, there's lots of food there which, which you you know you shouldn't be eating. And if you are eating it, you should be eating it in moderation and in small quantities. And this particular client, that was 90% of her diet. Um, wow. she, was, she said, I love tomatoes. I have tomatoes every day for lunch. Um, and so straight away, she made the connection. I said, well, just... We just tried reducing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and eating much calmer foods, <laughs> um, which didn't wasn't full of those histamines. And she seen, has seen a big reduction um, in her, her red rash, basically. Um, <gasps> and, it, you know, we haven't this is, it's only been a few weeks. We haven't seen it go yet entirely. Um, and that's not to say that there'll be a place where she might need the, the estrogen through HRT to yeah, yeah. indicate it. But she said the itchiness has reduced. Um, and she's already feeling so much better. So that those histamines in your diet, um, you know, need, need, need to be managed at this point in your life. And if you want to then introduce estrogen naturally, you can look at soy foods. So tofu is an obvious one and some people might hate tofu, but there are alternatives to, to soy products. Anything soy based is very high in estrogen. And it's not going to be your your good estrogen, as it were, that you get, you know, in your your fertile pre perimenopausal years. Um, but it, it will help increase the estrogen in your body. Um, and if you're eating the the good stuff, like you're giving your body nutrition and not eating the histamines, you know, that can have a positive impact as well. So that's, that's just huge, isn't it? I mean, that yeah. is, you know, even just that 
wonderful bomb you've just dropped there. And it, I think it's it's sometimes as women, like like we said earlier, we're all so busy, right? We carry on doing what we've always done. And that saying, you know, if you've always done what you've always done, you're always going to get what you've always got. But actually, as it's like everything, you know, like with my side of it with clothes, you know, during menopause, you will potentially have to change your fabrics or you might change your neckline to feel more comfortable. You know, that type of thing. It's about sometimes saying just because we what, what we've always eaten it's not saying it's not bad for us. What it's saying is actually we just might need to change how we eat it and the quantity and the moderation. That That's really interesting. And I, I have to say soy, I love, you know, certain products with soy. And I think that, again, there's a lot, isn't there, about the plant-based diets now. So there's much more availability as mm-hmm. well of these products, whereas, you know, go back 10 years and there wasn't. Natalie, what? So we we've talked about that kind of anxiety side and the heat going through people's body. What about people who think, "Oh my goodness," because I've got a, a great friend of mine who suffers with that aching joints and yes. the legs and the restlessness. So I think initially people might think, ladies, you know, might think, "I can't do any exercise. It's going to make those aching joints worse." Mm-hmm. Are there any kind of exercises or kind of uh, fitness that they can do that helps that kind of side of it absolutely so that's yoga and pilates is kind of where I'd be focusing for the joint pain and it depends on the severity of that pain because you know some clients they struggle to get out of bed so the yep. thought of having to do exercise you know is a mental leap that is a struggle for them so depending on how severe your joint pain is you know start in a place you're comfortable with but again I'd be looking at very gentle mobility movements um so be- beginners easy pilates simple movements focusing on core muscles um, and a yoga nidra which is a very I mean I call it sleepy yoga because it's so slow and still but you you really stretch your body out um so I, I would be looking at sort of those types of exercises if you've got joint pain I'd also been looking at kind of supplements that you could bring in um there is a, a natural supplement um which you know anyone listening by by all means research and see if it's suitable for you um you know there are certain side effects to it but it can re um ashwagandha is a natural supplement which is fantastic for joint pain and brain fog and it really calms your mind um so what i often find is i get a hot flush and then i kind of get overwhelmed yeah with it and then my brain kind of goes on haywire and i'm a bit like panicky but that's where ashwagandha can come in um, and it can help reduce that that joint pain and swelling as well. Um, and where would where would the ladies who are listening where would they find something? Because is that like your your high street health food shop? Is it more specialised? Yeah, so somewhere like Holland and Barrett okay. sell it. Um, you can get it online in other places, but I mean, so I personally start with like a reputable shop like Holland Barrett that you can trust. Um, but I would stress that start with a minimal dose. You always want to take the minimal dose of any supplement and see what's right for you. So take it. If there's no effect, you can increase. But it's what you don't want to do is think I'll take the maximum dose because my joint yeah, yeah. is really bad. And then actually, you know, it might have the adverse effect. So I have one client who did take too much and it made her more hyper and she couldn't sleep. Um, you don't know how your body's going to react to these things. So always start with the smallest amount possible and build up slowly. Um 
and so you can sort of manage that gradually yeah um, but then again if some people have the the kind of high energy and the restless legs and they need to burn off energy um then I'd be looking at the the hit exercise and the high intensity cardio um the other element is to think about your your bone health so HRT has a big benefit for to prevent osteoporosis if you take it in your perimenopausal years um it can help reduce the likelihood of you getting osteoporosis later in life that is one way of doing it an alternative is actually weight bearing exercise so weight bearing exercise weights you know you can start with a two kilogram weight or even a couple of baked beans tins yeah yeah um because some weight is better than nothing but starting with very simple kind of weight lifting and lunges holding weights um that will help increase your bone density and your bone strength which will help you later in life um and I think that's probably a big one that gets overlooked um that maybe it's generational you know that you kind of mentally you get older and going to the gym is more fearful and that's where the weights are and I certainly had that struggle um which is why I like doing the fitness classes at home in my lounge where I can look like an idiot and no one can see me <laughs> um and I started off with baked bean tins about a year ago um and I now have invested in some some five kilogram weights um so because they're light I don't want to build bone dent like muscle I don't want to get big muscles but I want to tone um so you can just have light weights and, and regular exercise so you know aim for once a week if you manage that you can increase it for two times a week I think it's really interesting isn't it because there's a lot of emphasis now on being healthy keeping fit doing some form of exercise whether it's walking the dog a mile every day you know it's it's a form of exercise and I think a lot of the um health clubs and the gyms and and things like that now have a much broader range of classes whether it be you know the spinning whether it be I don't know the body combat but then there is more yoga pilates and all that type of thing because they you know it for them it's great because it attracts a wider audience and I think ladies especially you know as they get older I think it was Joan Collins who said if you don't use it you're going to lose it so you know, you, you can do some form of exercise. And, and I think a lot of the gyms now are, are definitely more not welcoming, but you know what I mean? They, they want ladies to come and, and gentlemen of all ages to come and enjoy the atmosphere. Cause again, I think as well, it's very much a community feel, mm. you know? Um, and it's interesting. My daughter is, is a real gym buddy and she loves going to the gym, but she's just started going to a different one. And, she was saying, oh, I'm getting to know people now. You know, mm. the same ladies are in there. And th- she said they're all different ages, et cetera. So it, it's really interesting. And, you know, I wanted to keep this podcast today really short and concise. And I think we really highlighted that actually a a form of exercise is beneficial to ladies in their menopause journey but also combined with dietary. And I think it would be lovely to have you back to come and talk about the benefits of certain diet because we've touched on it. But yeah. today was definitely about the, you know, the exercise side and not to be fearful, you know, not to be fearful of doing some exercise. But like you said, whether you're in the lounge and, you know, yeah. you've got your baked bean tins or whatever, 
it's a form of exercise. I think it's quite interesting. I think if you're a lady that is always been busy and and you've loved doing things like that, it, it's very hard not to be competitive in that kind of world. Do you know what I mean? And you have yeah. to, if I think of myself, right, if I, I used to love the gym and I kind of got out of it, you know, as the kids got older, blah, blah, blah. If I went back in the gym now, I'd still want to be doing what I used to do. So it's about, again, a mindset switch, isn't it, to go, hang on a minute, you know what, you're, you're older now, you're you're mm. not as strong as you used to be, you can't lift the 10 kilo weights, you, but, it, but again, it's a form of exercise. So before we finish today, because I would love you to come back and talk about the food, um, because I think that with the nutritional side could really help as well. Because I think, like you said, for ladies that can't take HRT for medical reasons or they choose that, you know, they want to go down a different road. I think they are the ladies that definitely investigate other options more sometimes because they have to. You know, they think, well, if I can't take HRT, I've got to look at alternatives just to support me during this time. So I'd love you to come back if you would and talk about that. But before we finish, tell everybody where they can come and join your community because yeah. I think they'll really benefit from you know coming to you so let's direct them to you yeah that'd be wonderful thank you so um if you visit secondbloom.app um that's our website and feel free to get in touch my email is natalie at secondbloom.app um, and I'm happy to talk to anyone um, ask any questions you may have Lovely. Thank you so much. Um, So I hope everybody's enjoyed today's podcast. I hope you've enjoyed listening to it and you've also picked up some hints and tips. Please go and um, jump over to Natalie's website, have a look at her community and come back again when we talk about the whole nutritional side um, that can support you as well during your menopause journey. Natalie, thank you so much again. Thank you to everybody who has listened. If you're really, if you like these podcasts, please follow, please share them out. Um, There'll be more coming over the next few weeks. Natalie, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Bye-bye. See you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast, The Pocket Stylist. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to know more about working with me, then why not book a discovery call with me via my website, lisatalbert.co.uk. And I look forward to welcoming you back next week. Bye-bye.